Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to NBA Top Shot Weekly. I am Alex Kennedy. He is Oliver Maroney. Oliver, how you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I appreciate you doing this, as always. And we have two special guests today. We have Grant Flannery joining us. Uh, he has some big Top Shot-related news to announce, uh, a big auction that's co coming up. And then he actually gave us another big uh, scoop toward the end of the interview. We pre-recorded the interview with Grant, uh, so we're about to play that here in a second. And then after the Grant interview, we also have Jesse Jesse Schwartz coming on. You might know him on Twitter as at Yodo. He bought a LeBron James moment that was $208,000. He's a one of the top collectors of NBA Top Shot, so we're going to talk to him about his collection and what he's looking for, thoughts on the market, things like that. Uh, so let's start with the Grant interview. We're going to play that right now, and then as soon as this is over we'll have jesse come on and as always we have a pack to give away so if you haven't already entered go to basketballnews.com slash top shot and then we'll announce that winner at the end here but we're excited to bring you on you have a big announcement uh a lebron james uh announcement or lebron related announcement uh can you kind of share what this upcoming auction is and for people that may not have heard about it some of the details yeah definitely so um we're very excited to uh, offer three rare legendary moments from LeBron James, um, from the House of Kiba, um, who I've been working and partnering with most recently. But um, we're actually going to play a little video to get the guys interested. But we do have three different individual moments. Uh, the first one is a cosmic moment. The second one is from the top. And the third one is a NBA Finals moment. Um, so we'll take you through those. So Grant, how did you decide to, first of all, come up with this auction idea? How did it come together? And then why did you decide to bundle these three moments together? Yeah, so I think uh, Kiba and I met probably nearly two months ago, um, actually through Twitter on, on Topshop, and we were kind of just chatting about things that we could do and uh, the business that he was kind of starting and how it could potentially help. And um, we were thinking about how we could actually raise funds for the business and make sure that we were kind of self-funding and uh, you know, pro pro professing that way. So what we did was we thought, well, Kiba's got a fairly nice uh, Topshot account. What could we actually do to bundle together and go to auction and raise some funds in the kind of initial phase of, of what our business was going to be. Um, so we decided there's no better player in the world, um, definitely right now, than LeBron James, um, and no better story that we had in regards to behind the three different serials that have been created and chosen um, and traded for by Kiba throughout the way. Interesting. So do you, do you, on these three moments, do you believe that this will be the first $1 million plus top shot sale? I mean, look, we're hoping. Um, I think bundling the three together was purposeful. We don't want to separate these three. We feel like they're uh, definitely part of a family. Um, and as I said, kind of keep it really 
traded and, and did a lot of work to make sure that you got the right serials for those moments. And um, they all do have a very deep connection to Kobe Bryant and LeBron James and that friendship and partnership that those two guys created. Um, but we feel, you know, with the, the help of our partner, Heritage Auctions, that we can definitely reach the kind of million dollar reserve. Um, and we definitely want to push past that if possibly. So um, we're, we're excited. Um, we're hoping that we can, we can go over it, especially seeing some of the most recent sales and the uh, focus and hype around Top Shot. Um, so it feels like it's a, the right time to, you know, not only help House of Kiva as a brand, but help Top Shot kind of go get a lot more limelight than it currently does as well. And and to follow up on that, do you think that there's going to be more, we're going to see more of the, like, this could potentially be the first, but we're going to see more of these $1 million plus sales on Top Shot, very similar to what we see in trading cards, you think, correct? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so. Um, I think this will hopefully be the first one, um, but I don't think that it's going to go down in any stretch of the imagination, especially when the market opens up. Um, and even when you think about, you know, trading cards at the moment, obviously the LeBron card just sold for $5.2 million the other day. This does a lot more than that. Um, you know, there's additional utility that they can add to it. There's additional things that you can get from it. Um, obviously it's moving and, you know, it doesn't have corners or edges or anything like that. I'm not, working, not bashing the traditional cards by any stretch. I love them. But, um, you know, these have that kind of added flair to it, which is quite interesting. And, you know, when you think about, you know, if they drop a Kobe card or, or a Michael Jordan card, I mean, a million dollars will feel like nothing, I think, when that uh, that limit kind of gets reached. Yeah, I mentioned to you before we started recording here that our audience tends to be either diehard Top Shot fans or NBA fans that are kind of curious and want to know some more. So I think the first thing I have to ask, you know, one of the big things I have to ask is people are going to hear a million dollars for a Top Shot moment and think that's crazy. You know, right now people hear 200,000, some of the numbers that are thrown out there in React and are like, wait, what? They, they don't really get it yet. What would you say to someone who's questioning why this bundle is worth a million dollars and, you know, the value of some of these Top Shot moments that we've seen recently? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's a great question. I think that we've only just started beginning. Obviously, we're in beta at the moment as far as Topshop and what that offers. I think the interesting part for me and um, where we priced it is what it can be in the future. So if you buy this bundle, what does that give you access to in the future? I know that obviously the team at Topshot have mentioned things like in-stadium or access to people behind the scenes or, you know, imagine if this gives you access to LeBron James' very last game and courtside seats. Yeah, there are different things that can be added. So I think when you're talking about a million dollars, obviously the value isn't in, in the eye of the beholder. Um, but when you look at you know, things like cards or other collectibles that people are kind of you know, getting for all of their different collections, a million dollars, yes, it's a, a lot of money. Let's, let's not argue about that. Um, and not all of us have that. But um, you know, for the people that do have it, it feels like a valuable investment that we'll appreciate over time. And having the collection of all three just feels like a natural way to kind of you know show how passionate you are about not only Top Shot but LeBron James and kind of what he's done for the NBA over 17, 18, who knows how many years he'll go on for now. But um, yeah, I think I think it's definitely valuable. That's for sure. Yeah, you talk about the value, and I, I think about the serial numbers that you guys possess. First of all, with these moments, and then second of all, how rare yeah. these actually are. There really is only what forty nine of one, seventy five of one. Am I correct on that? And then the, the finals one, I think, uh, I can't remember the exact numbering on those, but we're talking about very, very small numbers in the scheme yeah. of what Top Shot is, and they're probably his most sought-after moments if we're, if we're being um, completely transparent there as well. 
Yeah, hundred percent correct. I mean, the cosmic is only one in forty nine. Um, yeah. So you know that's that's kind of hot heat as well. And I don't think it's been even listed on the marketplace in the last couple of months. Um, so you know that's definitely something that we're really interested in as far as that was the first legendary moment for LeBron James. So it adds extra value, um, and it's just an absolutely amazing moment at the same time. Um, and then you've got the from the top dunk, which is obviously the Kobe tribute. Um, which, you know, everybody's seen the two variations of showing Kobe and LeBron doing the exact same dunk and what that means to them. Um, and we've got a really nice story around what the number um, we chose for that. Um, and then we've got the finals, you know, where obviously uh, LeBron promised not only Kobe, but the entire Laker nation that he would bring a championship back to LA and uh, delivered that, um, unfortunately, after Kobe passed. But, um, you know, it's definitely something that's that's really there for um, people to, to understand. So... Um, but we can talk about the serials if you guys want to go into that. Yeah, how did you choose those? Because I'm <clears> curious. I mean, we know serial numbers are so big in Top Shot. You know, people are paying so much more for certain numbers. How did you guys decide which ones to go after? Yeah, so I think we we really tied it back to the Kobe story. We're, we're big Kobe fans, as you can probably tell. We've mentioned it a few times already. But, um, you know, the, the Cosmic that we have um, up for offer is number 41. And the reason for that was um, when that dunk actually happened, Kobe Bryant was 41 years old. Um, and it comes on the story of, uh, you know, his daughter, obviously, you know, bless her soul, um, Yana was talking to him about basketball and when they were going to go back and watch the NBA. And it was, you know, well detailed that Kobe wasn't going to watch as much NBA and go to games and those types of things. And after the dunk happened um, that you see in, in the Cosmic uh, series that, Kobe actually attended the very next game with his daughter. And there's that really precious moment of kind of, you know, both LeBron and Kobe having a handshake and his daughter. And, you know, it feels like there was a bit of inspiration of him seeing that dunk the night before to say, well, maybe I should get back into the NBA. Maybe I should be at Lakers games. So, you know, we wanted to choose that one um, because it related to the age of Kobe when he turned up at the game, but also the age of Kobe when uh, that dunk actually happened. When you talk about this serial number that you focused on there, was that something, I mean, this happened a while ago, obviously, when you guys purchased these moments or, or went after them. Yeah. How did that take place? Or like, what was your train of thought? Because there, was there any other serials at that time available? And was, going into it, was 41 the goal? Like that, that was the one that you guys wanted initially and that's the one you got? Or, you know, potentially were there other serials that were in the market and you were kind of debating which one to choose? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, the, the number one serial is always the most coveted, I of guess. Course. Um, number 23, fine after that. But I think what we were trying to do and having a couple of the other moments as well was really create that story. Um, yeah. And the 41 was something that we definitely sought after and made a few different trades um, to actually get that one um, before the, the marketplace was kind of readily available and those types of things <laughs> back with some uh, some conversations offline. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was definitely something we wanted to go after. And then the other two really um, were similar things. Um, so if we want to talk about whether it be the, you know, we may as well talk about the NBA finals and save the Kobe tribute to last. But the number 42 was really important to us as well because Kobe would have been 42 when the championship was delivered. Um, obviously, he had passed away, unfortunately, but um, there was a really nice link there as far as the promise from LeBron to Kobe and then him being 42 at the same time. So um, that was the reason behind choosing that serial and the significance of it. And uh, what about the last one? Yeah, so the last one, which is the, the from the Tom Kobe tribute, um, we went for the number 26. Um, unfortunately, it's a, a, a bit of a sad story because uh, Kobe died on the 26th. 
So that number will always kind of be tied to, um, unfortunately, the day that we lost him. Um, but that was, you know, one of the reasons that we wanted to pay homage to him. And it's not a, a, a sadness at all. It's more of a celebration of that number uh, being on that day and the remembrance of um, the fact that that tragic moment happened on the 26th and that dunk uh, happened to to be uh, attributed to him. So um, that was more of the reason for the number 26. So the 26 was, yeah, unfortunately, the, the day of. Um, the 41 was the age of Kobe um, when he attended the game, and then 42 is the age he would have been um, for the NBA championship, which he unfortunately didn't get to see. This is a question for both you guys, Grant and Oliver. Um, I really haven't seen something like this before where we see moments kind of bundled together to tell a story and the serial numbers tell a story and the specific plays that are in the moments, you know, are all kind of telling us a specific story. You know, we tend to just see moments being sold individually and it's usually, ba you know, the, the number is based on either, like you said, number one or the guy's jersey number or, you know, their, their whatever hometown area code. Like we see different yeah. things like that. But for, you know, for the, do you think we're going to see more of this in the future where, you know, we have these bundles and they kind of tell a story because I think it's pretty interesting. We haven't really seen anything like this. And that's for both of you guys. Yeah, I mean, Oliver, you can go first if you want. I'm happy to. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it with Dingling, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you know, Dingling is the the household name for collecting number one cereals. And I, I think he just recently traded Harrison Barnes or sold he Harrison did. Barnes to number one, which is yeah. like, man, props to <laughs> Dingling for giving up one of his prized possessions there. But um, no, I think, I think as you begin to see more collectors enter the space. And I think, oh man, uh, Mike and a couple of other guys that are on the club top shot uh, kind of mentioned like rent seekers, you know, as we, as we see the other side of it, the collectors of top shot and the people who really value basketball value kind of the historical aspects of it, you're going to end up seeing more, you know, more people interested in the serial numbers. My, my I myself have been trying to collect every, every, because uh, I covered high school basketball in Oregon for a long uh -huh. time. And so, you know, guys like Terrence Ross, Terrence Jones, uh, Peyton Pritchard, Kevin Love, uh, a bunch of guys came up when I was covering them. And so my whole task with Top Shot right now is collecting the, the digit 503 <laughs> because 503 is the Portland area code. And so anyone from Oregon, you know, uh, that plays in the NBA that I got to cover, I'd love to have the 503 number. I thought that was important to me. But Alex, we've talked about this a bunch. Everybody has their own collecting style, and I think what Top Shot does is it allows you to have whatever collecting style you would you would appreciate or like. Like myself, I don't know if there's many people who are going to be collecting 503s <laughs> of Oregon-grown players, but I think it's cool and it's and it's fun for me. And if if I can tell a story and I can illustrate it, um, and there's some reasoning behind it, I, I think it's important. And I I, I personally think that's how collectors are going to start looking at this more and more as we get into this and deeper as we get into series three, series four, series five, however many series there ends up being, um, there's going to be a, a greater appreciation for your showcases for these specific serial numbers leading to either the age of someone or their draft year or whatever the case may be. Um, so that, that that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm with you. I think there's a story behind everything. Um, and yes, you will still collect moments just because it's something you wanted and that was the serial number that you could get at the time. But um, I do hope that a lot more people kind of look to tell a story behind what they're auctioning as opposed to just worrying about what the end kind of goal is as far as money. But, um, you know, we felt it was really something that um, was close to our hearts and we wanted to make sure that 
we kept all three together at the same time. We didn't want them to go to separate collectors because that kind of would have broken up the the story as such. And I think you're right, Oliver. You know, I think um, Dingling got number two back in exchange for the number yeah. one of Harrison Barnes. So I think he's still doing okay. But um, <laughs> he, um, you know, his story is obviously fantastic. And you know, if, if he's listening, it'd be great if he wants to bid on this. But um, we, sure. we definitely, we definitely think that this is you know something that can help move collectors forward and and as you say kind of you know push them to the more of the forefront about the true collectors and why they collect things and the stories behind things and you know it's always great when you hear even in the old cards you know oh, my grandfather had this and bought it in 1913 or whatever it is yeah you know, yeah it adds to the allure of, of something which is quite nice as well so yeah i could see it becoming more mainstream now to like i said bundle <clears throat> and and kind of tell that story i think that's really cool all yeah, I, mean, I, I, I told you, you know, a few weeks ago, I bought that Trey Young Kobe tribute, which isn't the same as the LeBron one at all. <laughs> but for, for me and guys like Plunge Father out there, you know, we got we to gotta go for the bargains. <laughs> we can't be going for these $100,000 moments yet. But you're not, not going to bid on the million-dollar bundle, Oliver? You don't have I, that kind I of wish, cash? I wish. I wish. <laughs> I, I truly, yeah, that, that would be amazing. Um, No, but, you know, I went for the, the 408. There, there was no other – there was no 8. There was no 24. There was no other serials really available that kind of replicated the, the Kobe tribute. And so I thought 408 because Trey is – you know, anyways, he, he Kobe wore number 8. Trey yeah. made the shot for Kobe for, you know, anyways. So like for number 8. Like anyways, it. but, you know, you, you can uh, – I, I think – that is what is so cool. Like I said about top shot over and a lot of other things. Like, I don't think we've ever seen this with cards cards. Number one has always been there. Jersey number has always been more valuable yeah. by maybe five, 10%. There's really no story behind it. I think what happens when you add a moment into it, like the Kobe tribute um, is, is when, when you have uh, when you have that moment to kind of, showcase what historical thing had happened. You know, you know that Kobe did that dunk years prior and LeBron then replicated it because yeah. you can see it and witness it. And, and, and I think what, what is also very, very unique about this bundle that you're talking about here is that not only do you have three, um, but these, I, I can't really stress how rare these are. Like these don't right. even show up on the marketplace, yeah. let alone are they sold in a bundle with the kind of historical historical impact of the serial numbers attached to them. So I think it's really important for people, I think, to look at this as kind of like um, the golden standard to like selling moments because, or, or trading them or whatever the case may be, because I think this will lead, as you said, to more collectors getting into the space, more people valuing different serial numbers, more people seeing value in the actual moment themselves. Um, and that's been something that has been really intriguing for me to watch from a marketplace perspective over the past few months. You know, we really, it obviously took a huge skyrocket in, in late February. And obviously we've kind of teetered off from there. But I think what's interesting is I hear so many people saying, oh, it's to 15,000 or oh, it's to 7,500 or oh, it's to this. And I'm like, this isn't a card. Yeah. This is a moment. Like, what kind of moment is it? Did you just shoot a three? Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not interested in that moment. I don't care if it's a 500,000. $500,000 moment or a $1 moment. I'm not interested in that moment. Trey Young's moment is intriguing to me. You know, uh, Michael Porter Jr., his first playoff moment is intriguing to me. Yeah. Uh, Luca's first step back three game winner against the Clippers, that's his first big playoff moment. That's intriguing to me. Yeah. LeBron, Kobe tribute. So, like, to me, 
we are going to start, I think, and I hope that this helps it just moves it and expedites that process quicker. Uh, we are going to start to see, I think, more value placed on the actual moments themselves and how uh, particular we can get with these serial numbers. So like I said, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this ends up going for because I do think that this really will set the standard for Top Shot as a whole and will really, really drive another collector base into the platform. So Yeah, fingers crossed. I think you're 100% right. And obviously having moving image helps with remembering moments as well as far as a still image on a card. Yes, you probably know what the play was, but being able to see it side by side or you know 20 years apart, um, as we're seeing with the Kobe Tribute Dunk, yeah, that's what makes it really special. And I think... Yeah, even some other things with the numbers that we chose, like the 26, 2 plus 6 is 8, which is Kobe's number. Number 2 was Jana's number. We've got number 42, which is 24 backwards. Like we we did a whole bunch of things that we won't bore you with today, but um, there is a lot of significance that we will have. In cereals. The right cereals. I love, it. So I love it. We're serious about cereals, that's for sure. I like it. Uh, so, Grant, you're you're working with House of Kiba on this. We mentioned that. Um, I know that they're a digital studio that you know creates exclusive NFTs. Can you kind of tell us more about what you guys are doing? And then I believe you said you had an announcement to make related to House of Kiba as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you described it pretty well, I think. Um, yeah, we're a digital studio. We specialize in the kind of creation of exclusive NFTs. Um, and we're really focusing on kind of extended reality. So whether that's augmented reality, virtual reality, or mixed reality. Um, and what we want to do is enable kind of those holders the opportunity to express their own individual styles within the blockchain, um, but also provide them an array of utilities to use throughout the entire metaverses. So it's a really interesting space for us as far as what we want to offer is this limitless range of unique add-ons. And we want to give people utility in everything that we create. So it's not just a 2D card or an NFT that you get and you can't do anything with it afterwards. We want to make sure that we're continually building. Um, and what we're announcing uh, in a couple of ways, not only just the auction, um, but on the 5th, we're going live, uh, 5th of May, that is, we're going live with houseofkeeper.com. Um, and we will have um, our website up so everybody can find out the information about who we are and what we do. Uh, but then on the 22nd of May, uh, just after the auction finishes on the 20th, we're actually going to be releasing our own NFTs um, and those NFTs serve as membership cards. Um, and the way that it works is that you get exclusive access um, to any NFTs that we drop in the future and we'll airdrop them to you. Um, so you pay one set fee <clears throat> um, and we're releasing 10,000 in total and it will be 0.2 ETH or ETH, uh, depending on how you pronounce it and where you're from. Um, but it's around about $500 US if you want to equate it to something. But you purchase it once um, and then after that, um, you essentially get access to all of the different drops that we do from House of Kiva um, from then onwards. Um, but the fun part for us is um, we have a, a target in mind. We obviously want to hit the 10,000. If we do hit the 10,000, uh, Kiva has generously offered um, to give one of our members a little bit of an extra benefit, um, and they will have the opportunity to um, be the beneficiary of a $750,000 Top Shot account. Um, so Kiba will actually give one of our members who buys our NFTs for 500 US. Um, so you could put 500 US in and end up having a $750,000 Top Shot account. Um, and this is separate to obviously the auction. Um, but, you know, that's obviously where we want to do. That's how we're building the business. Um, and that's how we're going to fund everything that we bring back to the community and the NF NFT uh, world. So. 
that's um, a couple of different exclusives for you today in the auction and then also uh, giving away the account or, or uh, uh, giving benefits to someone that uh, signs up with Hustle Kiva. Wow. Way to make our pack giveaway look very just <laughs> insignificant now. Yeah. $750,000 account that you can win. That is incredible. Yeah. Thank you for, first of all, thank you for announcing that here. But um, that's, I hopefully, hopefully one of our viewers uh, is able to win it because that would be incredible. Uh, Fingers for, crossed. I mean, if you win, know, hey, here's a promise. If one of our viewers wins that account, we're bringing you on the show to talk about yeah. it because that's incredible. That's amazing. Fantastic. I love that you guys are doing this. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's something that we want to give back, obviously. Um, at the same time, we want to make sure that people benefit from uh, investing in the House of Keeper and all of the membership elements that you get from that um, and the extra additionals that we will build throughout the way. So, um, you know, the first 10,000 are very much early investors or early adopters, however we want to call them. But um, that nice little additional carrot is uh, something to to think about putting your money on the table for, that's for sure. So um, not only do you get everything that we offer, um, but there's um, a little bit of extra fun at the end of it. For sure. Uh, Oliver, anything else you wanna jump in with uh, or you, we wanna wrap up and play that video one more time? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the, the Kiva idea, House of Kiva idea is very interesting. And uh, I think uh, I should probably put my name in the hat for one of those. <laughs> I, think so you should. I, think, I think it's uh, it's definitely well worth putting your name in the hat for. But Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. One thing I did want to do, just shout out the team, obviously, that's done a lot of the work. So, um, you know, Trace Walker has done the video for you guys today. Um, also, obviously, uh, Kiba, whose real name is Jason, but um, Kiba being behind the House of Kiba. Um, Chuck Mance has written all the lovely story for all of us. Um, and then also TC Lyle's being the one making sure that we're all organized and things actually happen. So um, just wanted to shout out that team. But also thanks to you guys for, for having us on and letting us talk about this uh, special auction. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we appreciate it's very it. Cool. It's very cool. I mean, I think what what's intriguing to me too is, uh, so you actually said that this Top Shot auction, the money is going directly into funding house of kiba is that correct i just want to make sure that that is yeah, okay yeah 100%. essentially yeah that 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 i think is really intriguing to me as well so not only are you funding this potential venture but you're also getting these three lebron moments which i th find intriguing and kind of adds to the story as well yeah no definitely thanks for uh calling that out absolutely, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much for your time. And then we're going to play the video one more time. So if anyone missed it or you want to make sure you have the dates right and everything like that, you have that. So let's go ahead and pull that up here. And yeah, Grant, thanks for your time, man. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Chat soon. Thank you we're to back. Grant and uh, House of Kiba. We appreciate that, them jumping on here to make that announcement. That auction is going to be so exciting, those different LeBron moments. And then how about that? The announcement that they're going to give away a $750,000 Top Shot account, which is pretty awesome. So shout out to Grant. We appreciate that. Shout out to House of Kiba. And as promised, we have our second guest here. We're about to add him in. He is Jesse at Yo, Yo Do. Do. How's it going? What's up, Jesse? What's going on? Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Good. Appreciate Good. you doing this. I saw yeah. you eyeing those LeBron moments. Now, you, yeah. you obviously, uh, you've spent a lot of money on LeBron moments. You bought the $208,000 one. Uh, they're expecting this to be the first million dollar purchase with Top Shot because it's three LeBron moments bundled together. Uh, first of all, what, what are your thoughts on that on that auction? Because I know you, you like a good LeBron moment. Uh, are, you, are you tempted? I'm putting all the pieces together because I, I, I tuned in like probably four minutes late uh, and I was kind of trying to figure out what he was talking about. I've spoken to Kiba before. I guess that's his partner or yep. so I was yeah. put, put it all together. And um, I've been talking to Heritage about doing some auction stuff too. 
and they mentioned that something big was going to be announced. So I was like, no, I just put it all together. Um, but that's super interesting. The three LeBron moments together. Um, and yeah, it's cool. I think I'll definitely take a look at it, but. Yeah, they're basically bundling them because they they all have some kind of relation to Kobe. So uh, they want to you know package them and sell them as one bundle. Um, but yeah, anyone that's interested, definitely check out that auction. Um, but I have to ask you, buying that LeBron moment, spending over $200,000 on it, what went into that decision for you? Uh, and can, can you walk us through just that purchase and how that all kind of came together? Yeah, this was like right in the heat of everything a couple months ago when um, – so I had been on Top Shot since August. So kind of a lot of buying, selling, trading up till that point. And uh, I think it was just kind of the culmination of everything, like seeing, having having sold a lot a few days before that and then seeing kind of the prices go up and up and up and sort of feeling like I didn't want to be taken out. I wanted to kind of double down and I, and I was eyeing that for a little bit. Um, and at the same time, a couple friends were like, yeah, I take a piece of it. And I was like, all right, I just did it. It was a very quick decision the day of, like didn't have it all planned out or anything. But um, yeah, I think it was just the culmination of, of buying and selling and always kind of, to me, that cosmic LeBron is like the moment on Top Shot. And just kind of realizing, collecting a lot of smaller stuff along the way. And obviously the stuff that's more liquid is, is obviously like, has, serves one purpose, but I think long-term, that's the moment that you want to hold. And I think those pieces are the ones that are going to age the best. Just, you know, the one of one of 49. Now we're up, you know, 35,000, soon to be maybe 100,000 in additions. And if you look kind of five years down the road, one of 49 is going to be, you know, extremely small. And the other people who hold them, that's another thing too. You get the real collectors, the people who have been there since the beginning who aren't going to be, you know, just flipping them. We're trying to make a quick buck. So, it creates even more scarcity where like, as you see, there's not even one on the market. It's almost mythical at this point, uh, which I think is really cool. Is there a moment that you haven't, you haven't purchased yet, but you're eyeing or looking at like, what kind of moments do you look at and what do you take into account when you're looking for these moments? Yeah, I'm definitely less active right now just cause I was like so active for so long mm-hmm. and it was the LeBron cosmic for sure from the beginning. And I, and I was kind of regretted because I mean, I was around top shot since probably the first 500 users or something. And I had many chances to grab one at a lot lower prices and always kind of went for something that I felt was like more of a deal or more undervalued relative. So I remember buying like a, I think my first marketplace purchase was a Donovan Mitchell hollow for $180, which obviously looking back is insane. (laughs) But at that point, I mean, I, I think a LeBron cosmic was probably only a couple thousand. And I was probably thinking like, Oh, you know, like Donovan Mitchell 180, that's a great deal. But in hindsight, I wish I, I obviously grabbed a few and just kind of bought the premium thing at that time. Cause the premium stuff continues to stay the premium stuff. But I liked the Steph Curry hollow picked up one of those in January at the first kind of rush, I think, cause he doesn't have a cosmic. And to me, I, I find Steph still really undervalued on the platform. And just in the NBA in general, he's just transcended the game. Um, I like now the last the last kind of a few weeks ago, I was looking at I bought a couple of the Andrew Bogut run it back, just kind of saying I think it's really cool because it's a Bogut assist, but it's a Steph Curry three. It's like Steph taking the shot in that moment. So I think those little kind of Easter eggs are really cool and something that people will talk about more and more. Like 
hidden things like that. Like obviously Steph, one of the greats, and he's just in that random Andrew Bogan moment, which will probably be Andrew Bogut's only moment on the platform ever. So we've talked about that too. Like if you have LaMelo assisting on a dunk, is that going to help it later on down the road? If LaMelo blows up, like, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. But I have to ask you, I'm curious because you were so early in the top shot. I actually remember whenever they first sent out like the, the email to like, if you want to join their beta list and everything like that, you know, I, I did not start collecting top shot until way later, but initially I was like, my boss actually told me, Hey, you should consider this for an article. So I signed up for the beta. I was getting all these emails and they're like, Hey, these packs are still out there. No one's buying them. And uh, I, looking back, I'm like kicking myself thinking about all the packs and moments I could have bought. But so I was like on that list very early, but it wasn't until way later that Oliver got me into top shot and I started collecting, but it had already blown up at that point. Um, how did you first hear of Top Shot? My good friend, uh, Gianni, is super in the NFT and crypto space. He actually had his own NFT project like three years ago. And he was a, a Crypto Kitties owner and user. And he got on the beta in, I think, July or August and just told me, hey, this is right up your alley. And it was. I just kind of jumped in. Obviously, didn't go as hard as I wish I did. But um, yeah, had a lot of conversations where people are like, oh, I would have just bought everything or you know, why didn't you go harder? And it's, it's funny to obviously look back, but in the moment, you know, right now, everyone wants these moments because of the scarcity and the value. And back then it was like packs are sitting there. So you honestly kind of felt like part of me was like, am I just throwing out money? Like buying packs when they're also sitting there, there's no yep. scarcity. It's not even like now where there's a drop and it's like, you know, yeah. and I think that was their intention with the base packs always. And it just got so out of hand so fast and the site kind of slowed down. So it became this insane scarce thing, but really they wanted it to be like, just like in cards, you can always go buy packs. It doesn't devalue the top, top stuff, but there should, it should be accessible to people all the time. Yeah, no, exactly. It's pretty interesting because I remember getting on the platform. Uh, I got in late. So it was like late December, early January, I think, but still... <laughs> still early in the, in the relative terms, right? And I remember texting, I don't know if you know Jack Settlement or how well you know him, yeah. but I was texting Jack about a Giannis MVP moment, one of the, you know, the MVP set moments. It's like, man, is like $200 too much for this though? Like, is this going to be like, I, and now you look back, all of them are, you know, $1,000 roughly, give or take. And, and you talk about the Donovan Mitchell hollows. But I remember when I first got on the packs, I sat there and I bought like nine of them. And I was like, can I go? And I, I could just go back in and buy more. And I was like, well, I'm just going to keep. So I, I think I spent, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever on packs. And I was like, okay, this is enough. Like, I don't need more. And then now, obviously, hindsight 2020, like you were talking about, would have bought hundreds of them and, you know, kept them over the years. But it's hard to, hard to determine that. I'm surprised. So I guess how much of this was, uh, and I, you don't have to answer this, but how much of the money that you put into this LeBron hollow was made off of top shot initially to do this. And then how much was potentially outside money? If you, if you're okay with bringing that up, I'm just kind of curious how much your account kind of went up and during that time. Um, it's honestly tough to say I have invested six figures in top shot of like okay. outside money. Yeah. I didn't start with, I would say though, like the initial for, for a few months, probably from August until January, I had put in maybe under $10,000. So I'd say, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that initial few thousand dollars is probably worth a few hundred thousand 
like just like you know yeah donovan mitchell hollow for 180 dollars or some of the stuff i got in packs i even sold some stuff that obviously you know i sold lebron's for like 300 i'm sure 40k (laughs) um but then yeah i i went back in really hard in at the first kind of rush in early january and right around kind of the bales article and on a group chat with a few people and bales and like kind of saw that those deals coming together um actually we had a another deal for a lebron cosmic for 35k lined up and it fell through because of 500 dollars um oh and then we didn't buy it it was literally like it was supposed to be for 34 the guy put it up for 35 on the marketplace and we were like going back and forth and then someone bought it and it was like all right forget it and then the next one was like 40 oh. or something and then like oh, literally wow. a month later i'm spending 208 but yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> Better late than never, though, because that moment is clearly going to continue to go up. Yeah, I actually felt like it was better value at 208 than it was at 35 relative to everything else and what had happened and the amount yeah. of people that came into the market, which is an interesting way to look at it. But uh, yeah, it was just it's cool to just see the different stages of it. And like in January, that first kind of run up was insane relative and then it kind of halved, like a lot of stuff just halved in prices. And it was like, okay, well, was that it? And then it just went that crazy run in February. And so I don't know what's next, but it's been interesting. Yeah, well, that's what I want to ask you about because you've seen it through so many different iterations now and, you know, jumps and then drops or plateaus. And, and I know some people right now are like panicking because they maybe they got in, you know, around January, February, and they were just expecting this thing to keep shooting up. And then now things are kind of like plateauing a bit. What are your thoughts on kind of what the market has been doing since February and your thoughts on kind of where things could go in the future based on just your belief in Top Shot and what you kind of know behind the scenes? Yeah, I think it's definitely obviously rough for a lot of those people who came in right near the top and spent big money on stuff. It's a good lesson, too. And I think anyone that says they know, you know, is kind of full of it because even like I've seen it through the beginning. I was still buying stuff kind of near the peak. Like, and it's, you know, I, I bought a bunch of stuff that's gone down 90% and it's like, you know, no one really knows. And it's kind of like you get caught up in the, you know, not, I don't want to say height, but it's like, as things are going up, you, you don't want to be left on the sideline. You want to just participate. So yeah, I think long-term, I still see a lot of, a lot of upside and a lot of use for the product. And I, I still... I think what are they at like two hundred and fifty or five hundred thousand users right now? Yeah, I mean, give or take. I mean, there's some different numbers that are being thrown out based on how many actual collectors there are versus how many people are, you know. But I would say you probably have a solid hundred thousand users that are collecting, quote unquote. You know, have fifteen plus moments, are in challenges in some way, shape, or form, and then you have probably. You know, it sounds to me like four or five hundred thousand people that are on the site in some way, shape, or form and active in some way. So, yeah. So, the way I look at it is every time there's been kind of a run up and a hype cycle, it's just an influx of new users. And it's not like they've opened it up and done all the marketing they can. And this is the max. I really see a world where we have a million, two million, five million users on Top Shot just because it's such a mainstream product. And I think it's, it's also one of those things where it's like the Uber effect where like people always measured how big can Uber be? And it was like, well, how big is the tax is the market of taxis? And it's like Uber's way bigger than taxis ever were. And I think 
like me as an example, like I had been kind of thinking about dabbling in sports cards for years and never got into it just because of the friction of like, how do I figure out what to buy? And then Top Shot was just so natural and easy. It was like, you just make an account and you look around and it's so much easier and like to do a transaction so much easier. You could spend $20 and not have to think about, you know, how do I get this shipped and graded and all that stuff. So yeah, I think this, this, I think it already was bigger than sports cards for a period. I don't know about right now, like in terms of like uh, annual sales, but so yeah, I just see like this is still being a tiny fraction of what, of the size it could be. And then uh, I don't think, you know, I think like we said, like the base moments, there will always be really cheap stuff. I think that's, that's by design. And I think when we 10 X users, that just makes the top, top stuff go way up in price and continue to go up. And we'll see about the middle stuff and the, and the cheaper stuff. I had to Definitely. put you on full screen to show off that amazing backdrop you have there. I mean, that's a, that's a great backdrop. Let's show people again. That's, that's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's some LeBron. They actually come one shoes purple, one's yellow, Lakers colors. That's, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I, just, on here. I was just admiring those. So I had to, I had to bring you full screen. Um, Oliver, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, you know, it's interesting you talk about the middle and the lower tier of stuff because right now I think that's where, you know, some people got in in February when it was really hot and they didn't want to miss out, right? So they bought a bunch of moments and they bought a bunch of stuff. And now, like you were saying, it's gone down quite a bit. And um, what do you think about, you know, there's there's some conversations being had about is S1 more valuable than S2? Are first moments a big deal? What What, like, two to three tips would you give to people when you're looking for something on top shot and trying to find like the right moment or the right price on something, what do you kind of use as a gauge? Do you use websites like live token or, you know, the evaluate market or, or are you more just concerned with like what specific moment it is and kind of like the rarity of it? Yeah, I think that all those tools are really cool by the way. And that kind of the blockchain allowing people to build tools like that is what makes a product like top shot really cool. I think, you know, it's a it's a complicated question because it's not it's not only about what you think. It's like kind of that, that same thing where people are saying, well, like Jokic is undervalued. And it's like, well, you know, is he undervalued then? Because it's like it's only comes down to like what people are willing to pay. So you could think something's undervalued all day. Uh, one example, like I really like I really like first moments. I really like stuff that has a story. So to me, series one is huge relative. Like, I think that's long-term. It's just, it's the first series. It's literally the first stuff. Like to me, the cosmic series is like, if this is a five, 10, 20 year product at top shot as a whole, the cosmic series, the first base moments, like that's going to be what's coveted the same way, like rookies, rookie cards are coveted or kind of any collectible. It's the original thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't see a world. I still think series one is undervalued relative to series two. And I think long-term that holds the value the most. And the series, the addition sizes are so much smaller and they'll always be. Um, but for example, I really like the Kevin Durant series two base and I was buying 7,500, right? What's that? Yeah. 7,500. Yeah. Just to me, I was like, that's his first moment in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. I don't count the run it back as the first moment, but then like, you know, I guess I'm wrong because that's that got the badge and that's the one that seems to be holding value. And I was buying the 7,500 base at like 1,200, 1,300 and it's down to like 300. 
Yeah, it's um, crazy. And I bought a lot of them at that price and a lot at a hundred and kind of all the way up. And, and it's, um, that moment was 18 or 1900 at the peak in February. Yep. And they were moving at that price. And so it's interesting. It's like one sixth of the price now, but yeah, to me, I mean, I still think, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it's interesting because everyone else has to think that too. But to me, that's his first moment as a net. Uh, it's his first moment on Top Shot. Like that was created when Top Shot existed, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I think running back is cool, but I would not count it as a first moment. And I don't see why they did that. But Now, Oliver, real quick, I have to ask you this because I know you're a big Chicago Bears fan and your Bears just took Justin Fields. How are you feeling that's right now? I'm ecstatic right now. Ecstatic. Oh, that's live. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I just got the um, notification. So, you know, they traded up. I had to ask you because I know you're a big Bears fan. Big but Bears fan. Super excited. We needed a quarterback. We got one. You, you mean you weren't feeling Andy Dalton as the quarterback of the future, Oliver? Yeah, definitely was not. Definitely <laughs> well, was not. Well, Are you guys awesome. in Chicago? I'm not he in is. Chicago at all. No. He, yeah, he's not. But he, I, he's I'm a just Bears, a big Bears, Bears fan. fan. Been oh, a Bear, yeah. lifelong Bears fan. Uh, yeah, story behind that is, you know, I – it elementary school friend of mine uh was from chicago his dad was from chicago big bears fans big cubs fans the whole thing i used to go over to his house all the time and i didn't have a football team at all i was like five or six years old he used to go over there all the time and his dad passed away when we were in like second grade and so like ever since then i just was like that's my go-to team like didn't have a football team so that's what i stuck with and uh yeah anyways sorry getting sidetracked i'm in portland oregon so that's I'm Tampa, I'm Florida. Nice. So I got my uh, my Tom Brady goat uh, shirt right here. Uh, as the Bucks know. logo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I had to ask you, Oliver. I saw the Justin Fields pick, and I know you've been waiting Stat. to see what they do all night. So yeah. Um, you guys ready to open up, opens up? I can't talk right now. You ready to open up some packs? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do it. Let's do that. Let's and do then it. we still have the giveaway pack as well. Uh, you can enter that at basketballnews.com slash top shot. So the three of us are going to enter or uh, open up pack, and then we will give away one pack at the end to a winner that enters at basketballnews.com slash top shot. So, Oliver, you want to go first and uh, open up your pack? Or All right, let's do that. So, And then, hey. Jesse, uh, can do you have the ability to share your screen here? Do you see that? Yes, I will try and figure that out. Hold okay, on. awesome. So we'll start with Oliver, and then we'll have you share your screen next. Uh, and then I'll go mm -hmm. last. And then, yeah, basketballnews.com slash top shot. And then if you don't win this one, we will continue to give away packs in future weeks. Uh, starting tonight, we're going to have a new giveaway. So you can go ahead and enter that. Um, so yeah, even if you don't win this one, definitely still go to basketballnews.com slash top shot because next week new giveaway starts. Um, you ready, Oliver? I got it. All right, let's do it. Good. Just a little pre-order base pack. So it's going to feel a little bit small for, for our, our guy Yodo over here. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you never know. We could pull a mellow or something fun out of this. So we've had uh, the funny thing is we've done these giveaways and we've had four people win LeBron so far. It's pretty wild. Like, Wow. one of them was from one of these packs so left and right people have been winning, uh, winning lebron so it's been pretty crazy let's see what you got oliver you gotta turn this volume off holy cow <laughs> all right let's see what we get here raptors layup pascal siakam to thirty-five thousand. okay that's a that's a nice move is there now, an what's S the uh what's the serial uh, number Twelve thousand three hundred six. is there an yeah. s2 moment Jesse, that you've been looking at or eyeing, uh, other than the Durant, uh, mm -hmm. that maybe has come out a little more recently, or yeah, just an S two moment that you've kind of been looking at and saying like, eh, this seems like 
something I should get into? Um, I think the rookies for us too, because again, that comes back to it's their first moment. Bingo. So I, I really like the play of like not the rookies everyone's talking about, but yeah. just kind of like guys that are just under the radar, but like you grab a moment, you you know, you grab that that rookie moment now, and then in three years that they turn into a star and you have like their rookie moment. And I think that's kind of the angle that I would take, like not the obvious thing. Well, so I should say either the really obvious LeBron Curry, and it's yep. almost so obvious that people don't want to do it. Like me buying Donovan Mitchell instead. It's like, but th- those are the long-term value plays. And then if you want to kind of take a, a bet with more riskier play on something, it's to me still rookies first moments. Um, I liked the, the, the Blake Griffin first moment when that came out yep. and seeing if he, you know, kind of played a role and won a championship this year. And then, you know, you have some of his first moment. Um, but again, I think, yeah, I, I still like the rookies and I like guys who are kind of not talked about, but their, their rookie moments are out there. Definitely. So I got a DeLon Wright and a Cody Zeller to end the pack. So not a great pack today, but we, 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 we move on. We move on. We'll, we'll keep it going. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm with you on the rookies too. I, I, you know, I have a lot of Cole Anthony. That's kind of the guy that I've been kind of betting a lot on. So I've got like three or four of his first moments. And then also some of these moments to 35,000 are really good moments. And I think people are just like, you know, maybe, you know, you, Jesse, we just talked about overlooking. It's like, no, maybe nobody's overlooking it. And maybe that's just what the value is. But <laughs> like the Cole Anthony game winner is a pretty sick moment to me. Um, it's a little bit unfortunate that, that it's just 35,000. I wish it was rarer because that would be like the, the marquee rookie moment for me, kind of like the Edwards dunk is. But um, that, that that's a guy that I've been uh, kind of picking up here lately. So to go back a couple months, um, like, I hadn't heard of Cole Anthony. This is like, let's say January. Yeah. And all I saw was Markel Fultz went out with the injury. So I uh, immediately just saw, oh, this guy Cole Anthony is his backup. I didn't even know he was a rookie. They didn't have the badges at that time. And I was buying up the 4000 That's his first moment, the rookie moment. They were 4 or $5. I bought like 30 of them or something. They were like for $5 each. Oh, wow. What a deal. I mean, and they were all like, going for so cheap. All those, like the some of those those rookies that you talk about, like you know the Cole Anthony's. Um, who else? Patrick Williams was really cheap. Crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, gosh, some of those guys. Yeah. So I bought, I bought the Cole Anthony's late, like after the February. All those went to like almost a thousand, right? Uh, I think it was close to a thousand. I, I sold a lot at around a hundred. I don't even know if I have any left. Okay. I think they were just like. Yeah. Flipping. So I sold a lot of 100, yeah. 150, which obviously is like a very good return, but great return. I think they're there at 400 now, even as everything else is dipped. So <laughs> yeah, no, they're, 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 I think they're back down to around 100 at this point. But yeah, no, after oh, the, okay. I, I think I've got, I own a few Cole Anthony's where someone bought for like $990 and then sold wow. to me for like $160. So, wow. um, yeah, definitely some interesting trends going on. Um, but yeah. Like, isn't it crazy to think they were literally $5 like a couple months ago? Oh, I mean, I, I remember selling. I, I had a Tyrese Halliburton rookie moment to 4000 And I think I sold it for somewhere between 70 and 80 bucks. 
Down. And that was, you know, obviously they're they're down right now. I think they're probably three or four hundred dollars. But like, you know, at the peak they were almost two grand. Um, so certainly, you know, I think that's the interesting part about Top Shot too. Is I, I'm always scared to sell stuff. Hmm. Yeah, and it's I I don't know. I just have this thing. It's like I I even this like I bought this Luca Step Back Three the other day just because it hit nine hundred and ninety dollars. The S one Step Back over the Clippers. Oh, and I was nice. just like, there's no way this should be under a thousand. No, like, that's an amazing moment, moment. It's a great moment. Um, and so it yeah it hit like nine ninety, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna buy it. Like screw it. And then I saw it going up to like fifteen sixteen hundred the other day, and I was like, do I just turn the profit on this and then buy another moment with it. Like I could maybe get into an Edwards dunk now, double up there. But then I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to roll with the Luca, keep it and run with it. So, well, I think that's a really good moment. Yeah. And I mean, like Jesse was saying, I think we're all of the belief here that top shot is only going to get bigger. The NBA is going to embrace it and put promoted even more. And then we'll get to the point where millions of people are on this. So it's hard to, you know, justify selling something right now, but we all believe that, you know, a year or two years from now, you're going to have a huge user base. And these moments that are so early on can be worth so much money. Like, I mean, it's very possible. I don't know if this will happen, but it's possible in a few years, we're looking back and kicking ourselves for not going crazy and buying more moments right now. I mean, just like you were saying um, a while ago, the Cole Anthony's or your Donovan Mitchell story. Like it's very possible. The moments just keep going up in price and we're kicking ourselves for not taking advantage of you know, the market as it is right now. So that's why I think it's hard to sell right now whenever we all kind of have this long-term vision of Top Shot and what it could be. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I definitely think, I mean, I, I was buying kind of this whole way down and like I sort of stopped now making big purchases because like I spent, I bought a I bought a LeBron first moment and two Harden first moments like maybe a month ago and those have come down about half. So I'm kind of like... Oof. Yeah, All right, that's bad. But, you know, and I, I just have a big enough collection that I'm like, OK, that's that's a good amount. for. So, you know, if it does go crazy again, obviously, you know, I have enough in there that it's kind of like I need to, I need to, to stop um, going back in. But, yeah, I definitely think looking at it right now, it's been kind of like declining, hovering. Um, I think it's right before the playoffs. And yeah, they, they just nothing's changed. It's kind of like these times when things are quiet and people start selling off and are doubting it and it kind of plateaus. That is the kind of the time to buy historically in any market, yeah. right? It's sort yeah. of like when things are hot, you think that's the time to buy, but it's harder to catch that wave. And yeah, right now there's a lot of people kind of jumping off, doubting it, selling off. And it's like on their end, I mean, they just raised like $300 million and they haven't done right. industry marketing. It's like, I don't see a world where there isn't another giant push. And that doesn't mean that there's another 10 X in prices because, you know, people have to remember they do control this, the whole market with the supply and like yeah. everything is going to go crazy again. A big part of why it went crazy is because of the site was broken and they couldn't drop back <laughs> as much as they wanted. And people have to remember that. But yeah, I still do think, you know, there's going to be a, a big influx of users at some point. So I agree. All right, let's see what we got in this pack, and then Jesse, we'll get yours up next. If you want, you can cool. start getting it ready, maybe trying to share, you know, yeah. selecting the share screen thing. Um, all right, let's see what we got here. Let's go left to right. Layup, Bucks, Dante. It is 8,450 out of 35,000. 
Uh, let's watch the play. Not a bad little. Oh, that's a little nice slick little, move there. Got the win over Atlanta. I like the guys who are on good playoff teams because they have a chance to be like this. Here's Tyler Hero. Yeah. Um, like I tweeted the other day, I have like a bunch of a bunch of Series One Seth Curry metallic golds. Like I bought them all for twenty dollars. I and saw I, that. And I was kind of like, you know, I don't know. I obviously went up and came down and I'm like, I have too many of those, but I'm like, I just, I see him having a playoffs where he's the guy, you know, he shoots threes and like he's going to hit some game winners and stuff and go crazy. And I'm like, you know. We were just talking about that. I was talking about that with Scott Hale, who works with me at basketballnews.com. We were saying like, okay, every year there's that guy that is a role player that steps up and like helps their team win a series. And yeah, if you can identify that guy or, you know, you know, pick a, a number of moments from guys that could be that guy that, yeah, you're way ahead of it. So I like that pick. I mean, I could totally see Seth stepping into that role and just having a monster series or, you know, a big postseason and really a helping Robert his value. Game yeah. Bingo. I mean, that's like what the, we've seen this with the sports card mark, sports card market. You know, what happens is after the, the, the regular season is over, you have like these highly touted rookies that are typically out of the playoffs. And now you have to figure out like who, who is going to be the TJ Warren of the bubble last year? Like TJ Warren blew up in the bubble last year and his card prices went through the roof for like mm-hmm. maybe three to five days. So I I'm, I'm with you guys on that. And and to that exact point, Alex, like I sold a, I sold an, the Anthony Edwards dunk, the rare Anthony Edwards dunk. I was like, you know what? I, there is going to be a time where I can buy this at a lower price. Uh, I, I believe. So I got off of it and I went into the Luka Doncic, a Michael Porter Jr., an Anthony Davis, and something else. And I just basically meshed up all these S1, you know, moments, either it's first moment or rookie moments. And because all those guys are on playoff teams, all those guys have a pretty good shot at going deep in the playoffs. And that 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 was my thinking there. And I think mm. you're onto something with the playoff moments and like finding those players that could stand out, have a big game, have a big week, have a big playoff series to the point where everybody's now, you know, it's it's going to react very similar to what we saw in February, I think, with the playoffs. And I, maybe I'm being optimistic here, but there is still a shortage with specific players. You talked about Kevin Durant, Jesse. Like, there's three Kevin Durant moments on the site right now, I think. like Maybe a few more now. But... Maybe, maybe a few more now. Maybe there's four or five. But there's just not that many. So if there's a bunch of people wanting a Kevin Durant moment after he's hit a game winner to win game seven against the Bucks, like everybody's prices are like his prices are going to skyrocket and people are going to pay whatever they have to, to get into a Kevin Durant moment. Yeah. yeah. What's your guys' stance on the run it back? Do you agree with me or you think that I agree with you? I, it's really tricky for me to like price the run it back stuff at all. Like it, I don't know where the, like you talked about the Andrew Bogut moment. That's like, to me, it, it seems undervalued. I saw a Marcus Gasol moment with the Grizzlies. There is no grit and grind. Memphis Grizzlies moment other than the Marcus all one right now. So like for me, I look at that and I'm like, I think a couple days ago I saw one for like $450 and I was just like, this doesn't, this doesn't jive. The Kevin Durant's 20 K and the Mark, I understand Marcus all and Kevin Durant are not in the same stratosphere of player, but like the historical context of like the Gasol moment in the grit and grind Grizzlies, like that whole thing is pretty cool. Um, same with the Bogut thing. Like yeah. he represents kind of like, the changing of the the throne, I guess you could say, in the NBA, because Bogut was like one of the last like pick and roll centers to kind of work in both modern day and uh, you know anything but 
behind like 2010 ish area when centers and bigs were not really uh, seen in the same light as they are today. So I think, um, yeah, I think all the run it back stuff to me, even the Giannis rib like run it back moment is kind of intriguing to me. Like, I, I don't know what to think of it. Like, I think it's cool. Cause he's like not built out. He's not like, he's lanky. He's not like fully developed. You can tell he's just like, not like, all the way the player that we see today so that's he's not an alien cool, yet yeah th- but it's <laughs> like it's cool to see that but at the same time like i may rather just have like a Giannis, like his first moment s1 uh rather than the the run it back and maybe that's a hot take but like um yeah, yeah. yeah i find like the run it backs like i mean they're cool because it introduces a whole you know you can go back in time kind of and i think they're cool but i just personally don't value them because I think what makes things cool, whether it's a rookie card or a moment is like the history. So it's like, if you have a LeBron rookie card, it's like that was literally printed before LeBron was LeBron or like, and it's like the history of that. Someone, what makes it it scarce is like someone kept it for 20 years perfectly. And it was created before this. Like, so the run it back just kind of creates this dynamic where they're like, Oh yeah, here's a Giannis rookie moment, but it's not, it's not a true rookie moment because it was not made like when he was a rookie. It was just yeah. like okay, we took this highlight. So yeah, I don't know. I have I have mixed feelings on it. Um, it's like what you see in trading cards. Like whenever you know a guy becomes a superstar, so they make like a first look card or like an old you know special right. card that like you're saying it, it's like it's not actually the rookie card. right. And it's like okay, this Michael is actually Jordan Flair. Uh, maybe yeah. this is, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking too bad about the product at that point. It's not a Fleer 1986 Michael Jordan reprint, but it is kind of in that same, at least for me, when I view it, I kind of see it the same way. I get some of the the value that people hold on the Run It Back series. I, I understand it, um, but I, I definitely see where you guys are coming from. My question we- too is like, could we, I mean, right now they're so rare and special because we don't have any other older, you know, former players. It's the only way you can get Duncan and Dirk and all that. But like, if eventually we get to the point where they do have a bunch of moments from past seasons, then that, that also, you know, kind of hurts the value of those moments because you're going to, ha- it's not the only time you can get a Marcus Saul. Like you're saying, we might have a bunch of those kind of players from past seasons. Cause I mean, it sounds like they want to open it up and have, you know, not just the current players, but also older thing, you know, older players, older moments and stuff too. So I, that could also hurt the run it back series, in my opinion. I think it's hard for people to see that angle now because there's only series one and series two, but I'm trying to imagine in like eight years. So there's like series one, two, three, all the way to eight. And it's like, yep. you look back at the, the series one, um, you know, or series two LaMelo ball. And now LaMelo ball is the best point guard in the league. And he's like a guaranteed hall of famer. And you're like, I have his like rookie moment or I have like the LeBron cosmic. This is like when top shot was first created in June, 2020 and now it's 2028. And it's like, to me, that holds way more significance than like, you know, just minting something um, and choosing a year. So I agree real quick. So uh, after Dante, we got Matisse Thibel, 2,828 out of 35,000. So pretty low serial there. And then Devin Booker, three, 14,357 out of 35,000. Um, and then let's go ahead and I'll get, I'll do the giveaway pack now too, while we, I'm already sharing my screen here. Um, and then from there, we'll have Jesse go ahead and open up his pack. Cool. Um, so our winner of the giveaway and we're going to open up the pack for you and send it to you in seven days is 
three ring leader. Congratulations, three ring leader. We will send you these moments in seven days as soon as we can gift them. So let's see what three ring leader oh, got that's here. Cool. So we open it after. I like that. Yeah. So they can, you know, everyone can kind of see what they got and then uh, we'll, we'll send them in seven days. So let's see what you won. Again, we've had great luck so far with our giveaways. A lot of people winning LeBron's left and right. So we'll see if that happens here. Uh, Little CJ McCullough. CJ. Yep. 31,818 out of 35,000. Let's watch cool the moment. Move. Very yeah, undervalued really first moment, I think, if we're going to go that, that direction here. CJ is so for His first moment is uh, it's quite appalling. I was pretty surprised at how low it was the other day. So, And hmm. speaking of before you open uh, Matisse Thibault, I was buying a bunch of his rookies at one point. Good one. Yeah, I like that. Let's see what else we got here. Three-pointer Miami Heat. Duncan Robinson, 14,830 out of 35,000. I know I noticed on his podcast, he actually just did a top shot giveaway. He's starting cool. to get in the top shot and uh, talking about it a little bit. So Duncan, uh, I don't know if he has his own moment, but uh, another guy who could in. hit in the playoffs too. Yeah, good point. Let's see what we got here. Last one. Oh, Dame Lillard. So if you're a Blazers fan, uh, three ring leader, you're very happy here with uh, Dame and CJ. Not bad. It is 21,234 out of 35,000. A nice uh, buzzer beater there. Speaking of Damian Lillard, he was in a challenge fairly recently, the All-Star Challenge. Jesse, do you partake in the challenges at all? Do you do, you do those? What's your thought on challenges, and have you done them in the past? So at the beginning, I was doing every single challenge. Um, but I, they were obviously like, it, it was a forcing function to just collect more too, which ended up being really good because I was buying all these random moments that then yeah. went crazy. So it was good for a long time. I think when it started getting really crazy, I remember the first one, the Steph Curry metallic gold challenge. That was the first one where it was like at the peak, like $16,000. And I yeah. remember I had a few of them and I just sold into it. Like I sold an Evan Fournier for like $4,000. And I was like, I'll just do that instead. And yeah. people actually lost money on that challenge if you kind of bought all the pieces at the top and sold at the wrong time. And um, so, that yeah, at that point, I was like, okay, people actually have to be careful here, which I think is a good dynamic. I don't think every challenge should just be, you know, free money or any or packs. So I think that that actually was good and it makes you kind of strategize more. The ones I've been doing since then are just the Cool Cats ones. I've done every single Cool Cats one. Interesting. Um, Okay. Because I've seen, I think it's accessible. I've read a few things that are like, there could be a prize for some, for people who, who do every single challenge and don't just buy all the moments at the end to get the Lamello, mm. um, which I think is cool. I think it's like, so I had done the first couple. So I was like, you know, I'll just keep doing them. So I've done every single one. Um, was trying to complete the the newest one today. And um, yeah, I think that, that I'll just continue doing those. I think, um, it's really tough to gauge, you know, some of the hollow and metallic gold ones are getting so expensive to put all those pieces together. Yeah. And it's like, is, is it worth it? Um, is the, a lot of people are just doing the challenges and then flipping the piece at the end. So it's like kind of, yeah, I haven't done any of those in a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. You ready to share your screen? I didn't want to put it up there without asking you first. Is it you good to sure. go? All I right. got one though. I, I did notice the other day on the challenges, there was a Ben Simmons one that only had 32. Yeah. Yeah. The rarest one, which that's, that's crazy. cool because that could bring back challenges in a way like, oh wow, there's only 25 of this. If it hits yeah. on like a, some player that's you know 
So that's cool. Yeah. It does feel um, like there's a pendulum swing with the challenges. Uh, it's, it seemed to kind of move back and forth. I, I tried to play the market on the all, the All-Star Dame one and then also the Anthony Edwards one and the Zion one, to be honest. So all three of those ones were kind of in the same uh, area or same area of time, I guess you could say. And they didn't seem too expensive. And I actually, I basically broke even. Uh, there wasn't too much of like a one way or the other. But if you bought at the peak, like you mentioned, you're definitely down a few thousand dollars at minimum. And uh, that's, you know, that, that's how challenges have operated the past few months. Yeah. And it's Jesse, like, are, are you based in LA? I see the Lakers thing. Yeah. I'm Canadian, okay, cool. but I live in LA. Okay, cool. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we take a look here? Let's see. Let's, let's take a look it. at the pack. Let's, so, let's... where are we? While we open that up, what are your thoughts on this year's Lakers team? Is it, um, I mean, I'm waiting for for the return of LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, yeah. <laughs> is it? Uh, I have a I'm not guys. sure. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, I guess you take your pick. <laughs> okay. One of them should have been. Yeah, it's probably one of those. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. Get the music too. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Start it up. It's a high serial. Jimmy B. All right. Not so I bought a I I bought a Jimmy Butler. Speaking of like low prices, I bought a Jimmy Butler Eastern Conference Finals moment uh, that was purchased by somebody in January for twenty four dollars. Uh, so insane to see kind of the price hikes of these things as you look at some of the sales. Crazy. Let's go. Oh, nineteen ninety eight. Was this guy by any chance born in 1990? I, I was about to say that. He Let could me look be. that up. Actually, that's very be. possible. Because he looks like a, a 98. Kevin Herter. Yep. He's got to be <laughs> pretty a, close to that. Let's see. 1998. No way. August hey. 27th, 1998. There you that's, go. Hey. You know, that's hey, we'll take it. That, that's great, a good one. Great call, too, because I would not have even thought that right away. Like, that was quick. You know, it would have like it would have hit me like a week later. Like, wait a second. So, props to you for getting that so quick. Well, a funny uh, serial story when we bought the LeBron Cosmic. Uh, Adam Lefko, who was one of the guys who oh yeah on it, texted us after and wrote like, and it's number twenty nine, which is like twenty three and six, like LeBron's two numbers. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's always funny to me. I, I like hearing like how people are like, oh, it's this plus this and this this like all the yeah. little things people like do. Uh, you can kind of make a story of anything, you know. You really so. can. I like it though. It's funny. It, it's creative. Um, yeah, let's go for the last one here. Orlando Magic. MCW. He was on a Top Shot stream tonight. I saw that. I, saw, I know cool. he's uh he's getting into Top Shot too. The whole Magic team apparently is big on Top Shot now. They're all fans. <laughs> yeah. Does that um, change? Just out of curiosity, Jesse, does that change your investment strategy when a player is involved in Top Shot or not? Like, do, have you purchased moments where uh, you know that a player is purchasing his own stuff? Yeah, I think not necessarily. Not necessarily because that player will come and buy those moments. Here, should I show? Yeah. This? No. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. But I think it's just it's cool to like a player's brand increases with what they do on court and off court. And I think like, you know, guys like Iguodala or uh, Damian Lee, who's been on a couple things or Terrence Ross or, or Michael Carter Williams, like 
yeah, it definitely increases their, you know, their name around the game. And especially like a lot of these guys, like I feel like in the Top Shot community are more, no, more known within Top Shot than on the court. Um, you know, and, and it's so it's interesting. Like I definitely would target more guys like that because um, you're kind of trying to think what do other people, what are other people thinking? And the first step of people buying moments is recognizing the name. And so yeah. whether that's a playoff performance or whether that's like, Josh Hart being really active in Top Shot, and people, you know, people definitely value Josh Hart more on Top Shot because they know his name. So, for sure. Yep. Well, everyone, uh, our new giveaway is open now. I just got word of that. So, basketballnews.com/topshot, and you'll be entered in for our giveaway next week, or you could win the pack potentially. Um, so, definitely enter that. And Jesse, thank you so much for doing this, man. We appreciate it. You were fantastic. I loved your insight. So, thanks so much for your time. It was fun. Glad we got to to talk some Top Shot. Absolutely. Definitely. Before you leave, anything that you want to plug or throw out there? I don't know. Not really. I'm wearing my new clothing line front page. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> so I was already nice. plugging that. That's very Excellent. cool. And you have a website for your LeBron moment, correct? LeBron.com. LeBron.com. That's yeah. a, that, okay. How That's did you amazing. get that? How did you get that website? <laughs> how, did, how did you get that? Because that how, you had to purchase it from someone, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> Some things, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, hey, make sure you guys go follow him on Twitter too, at Yodo. And uh, we appreciate you hanging out, man. This was fantastic. Yeah, I'm, Thanks I'm so much Twitter, for time. Instagram, at Yodo. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, yeah, so as I mentioned, basketballnews.com slash Topshot. You can win our pack giveaway next week. And until next time, thanks for hanging out. See you guys.